Welcome to It's Ms. Max Health and Culture. Health is a way of living and the mindset. Culture is a way of being and honoring who we are as a people. Fuse it together for a way of vibing. Take this journey with me. I'll see you inside. Good evening and welcome to On The Wake Up Radio Show. This show is called It's Ms. Max Health and Culture. I am your host, Maxine Sinclair. And today I am bringing in my special guest, Ari Kamau. But first, we would like to thank our super producer, Cindy Ashby, who is working behind the scenes to make this all happen. And know that you can always catch us on SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, but we prefer that you come sign up with otw2.com and listen to our live broadcast on onthewakeupradio.com. And welcome, 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 Sister Ari. I do appreciate you being here today. How are you doing this evening? I'm very well. Thank you for having me. I'm going to just say it's Araby. Ar- <laughs> it's okay. I said Araby. That's right. It's Araby. Because I, I, and I, it's fine. I've heard everything. I've heard Aruba. I've heard Arabia. So it is fine. It's Araby. But a lot of my family and friends, they call me Air. So it's fine. And and we're gonna call you Air, but I know her fondly as Princess, as as a pretty rebel, which is I love right. that name. <laughs> that's her. That's her <laughs> warrior name. Uh, so today we're talking about this evening. We're getting into warrior women, and are we prepared? Are we prepared? And one thing I have found that we talked about, you know, Sister Ari, is that even though women are so strong we are still vulnerable and under attack. And so what I want to do is really have us talk, have, you know, really get into that conversation about that. And you're going to talk to us about, you know, how we can protect ourselves and basically, you know, talk about your, your products, pretty rebel things, because I think that there is still a fear for women when it comes to protecting ourselves. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we're, we're not there as much as I think that as we could be. But, you know, today I want to give the women encouragement today and strength. And I'm going to start off with this video clip that I have about five African warriors that we may or may not have known about. African women have been known to be strong and capable leaders, both within and outside their homes. Welcome to Nacheki, and today we present the top five strongest female African warriors. Remember to subscribe and ring the notification bell so that you don't miss any of our African videos. Number five, Yenenga from Ghana. Yenenga was an African princess, the daughter of Nedega, an early 12th century king of the Dagomba kingdom in what is now northern Ghana. She was beautiful and became a cultural icon, a woman with a strong character and an independent mind. From the age of 14, she fought in battle for her father against the neighboring Malinkes. Skilled with javelins, spears and bows, she was an excellent horsewoman and commanded her own battalion. Number 4, Queen Nzinga from Angola. Queen Nzinga, also known as Muchino Amuhatu, was a 17th century queen of the Ndongo and Matamba kingdoms of the Mbundu people in Angola. 
Nzinga fought fearlessly and cleverly for the freedom and stature of her kingdoms against the Portuguese who were colonizing the area at the time. Today, she is remembered in Angola for her political and diplomatic acumen as well as her brilliant military tactics. Number 3. Queen Amina from Nigeria Queen Amina was a Hausa warrior, Queen of Zazao, in what is now northwest region of Nigeria. She is the subject of many legends but is believed by historians to have been a real ruler. The earliest source to mention Amina is Mohammed Bello's history, Ifak al-Maysur, composed around 1836. He claims that she was the first to establish government among them and forced Katsina, Kano and other regions to pay tribute to her. Number 2. Queen Amanirenas from Egypt Queen Amanirenas was a queen of the Merotic Kingdom of Kush. She is one of the most famous Kandakes because of her role leading the Kushite armies against the Romans in a war that lasted five years. After an initial victory, when the Kushites attacked Roman Egypt, they were driven out by Gaius Praetorius. The Romans established a new frontier at Heresy Caminos. Amanirenas was described as brave and had one blind eye. Number 1, and the title for the strongest female African warrior of all time goes to Queen Gudit from Ethiopia. Queen Gudit was a non-Christian queen who laid waste to Axum and its countryside, destroyed churches and monuments, and attempted to exterminate the members of the ruling dynasty of the kingdom of Axum. Her deeds are recorded in oral tradition and mentioned incidentally in various historical accounts. She is said to have killed the emperor, ascended the throne herself, and reigned for 40 years. Accounts of her violent misdeeds are still narrated in the North Ethiopian countryside. Okay, thank you so much for hanging in there. No, it's fine. I love listening to learning the history, you know. The number one warrior queen was out of Ethiopia, can we have ever imagined? And this is a part of history that we don't get to learn about. Right. We're right. still in 2021 learning who we are as women. But, you know, sis, even with that in mind, coming forward when we think about all of what Black women and our struggles go through, and you and I kind of touched on that, you know, when we talked about the struggle of Black women, as strong as we are, we still need protection. Yeah, we do. We do. And that was, I mean, that's what my brand was birthed out of, you know, seeing a need. I had experienced my own, um, you know, traumas in the past and just never wanting to feel unsafe. For me, 2020 was that year of like, aha, you know, you need to be firearm training. And it's funny, I started my firearm arm training with a rifle first. Mm, wow. <laughs> so now I'm working backwards, which is which for me is easier to shoot. So now I'm doing a lot more um, a pistol training. Okay, so, so are you saying that was necessary? Okay, so you saying that was your first time really picking up in 2020, for me, I would say um, yes. Well, the first time I picked up an AR was in 2014. And that okay. was just, I was in Atlanta and a lot of people around me, friends I, I had at the time, they were into firearms, but I was still hesitant. You know, I was still, you know, you're just told to stay away from that thing. You know, it's dangerous. Stay away from it. It's loud. It's scary. And so you kind of 
talk yourself out of seeing a need to learn how to use a firearm, which is detrimental to our community. You know, honestly, there's so much more safety involved when it comes to firearms when you have the knowledge. And so for me, if I would have back in 2014 got the knowledge, then I wouldn't have been, you know, afraid because now that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm more firearm trained. I'm not an expert at all. I'm learning. Um, I'm so much more comfortable handling a firearm, cleaning my firearms and stuff like that. So I definitely, that for me, 2020 was the year I said, you know what? I want to start my firearm training to take it more seriously. And I just start with an AR-15. <laughs> what, a, what, a first what a nice way to start. <laughs> what a nice right. way to start, right? But, you know, I wanted to get into something because, you know, you talked about 2020, which we know a lot of things went down in 2020. Yeah. Yes. I mean, when we talk about 2020 and we talk about the civil unrest, you know, in Amar Arbor, uh, Amar Arbery, we talk about George Floyd, we talk about Breonna Taylor, and there's so many things in between and even after the fact. But really what I want to delve into is <clears throat> what can we do in, even in our communities to protect ourselves? Because I believe at the end of the day, as much as we talk and the conscious community likes to say doing this and that, are we really prepared to handle anything I if it no. really goes down? I would say we're grossly underprepared. Um, if we're speaking specifically about the African American community, yes. we're grossly underprepared. We're kind of late stepping up. I mean, there are a lot of African Americans who have been, you know, firearm trained for years. And I and this isn't, you know, talking about those people who were already into firearm training, going to gun shows and um, prepping and all that. But for the majority of our community, we're grossly underprepared um, and we're and we're really playing catch up in a lot of ways. And so but at the same time, I'm saying that I'm happy to see the movement. <laughs> I'm happy, you know, that we're we as a people, you know, we're really taking it seriously. I mean, women in droves, you know, are are getting firearm trained right now and, you know, getting trained all together in martial arts, different forms of self-defense. So it's it's a good thing. At least we are here <laughs> and we're beginning the training. So, yeah, absolutely. You know, Cindy, the producer, she likes to call me the equalizer. I'm like, girl, I'm nothing <laughs> compared to these sisters out here. They are out here uh, doing uh, amazing things. And I haven't seen that. And like you said, until 2020. And I saw, oh, my gosh, when I saw how the yeah. sisters were caring. But at the same time, it was a beautiful thing to see because it yeah. wasn't what people would think. You think that it was in anger. It was not. It was all about the unity. It was all about the love. It was all about the protection of community. And yeah. it was about. I, I, I would say there was some righteous indignation in there. I won't say anger, but definitely okay, some righteous okay. indignation. You know, with us seeing everything happening. Uh, it, you know, we kicked off the year February 2020 with Amal Aubrey, um, and we and that, and that traumatized so many of us because we literally watched a, a African American teen being chased down and murdered you know, like an animal in the street, yes. you know? And so for me, I will never forget watching when, you know, watching, you know, the brain matter and stuff spew from the side of his head. 
you know, as it was reported. And it's, I mean, it's a lot of us who are affected by that, you know? So I think, I think it was, it had, it really stirred up a warrior spirit in a lot of our people, which, which was necessary. So, you know, it's all about us continuing to strive for community, you know, along with the training and prepping. We don't need to start being competitive and divisive while we're now prepping and training, which, you know, it happens, but, you know, we have to keep striving for the better and the positive, so. Right, absolutely. And it seemed like when we were going through the civil unrest, now all of a sudden the gun laws were starting to change. Now they were saying that they were going to tax people on the guns that they currently had. There was a shortage of bullets. Um, I'm in the state of California where, you know, we have lost our second amendment rights to gun carry. We can carry a concealed weapon, but just not out in public. And right. so there's a lot of stipulations when it comes to us um, being carried to carrying but in addition to caring, there's other elements that I think that comes with it because, you know, I could tell, be honest in my household, you know, they're not too keen about the firearm. And I'm telling them that we who were a part of that group, sis, knew a lot of, let's say, information that the outside world did not know as far as prepping and making sure that we had each other's backs. Well, that was the plan. Right. Yes. That yes. was that was supposed to be the plan. And and, and from because being inside of, of that cocoon, the outside world would have looked at it like, oh, my gosh, what is happening? While the inside was saying, well, we're getting ready for it. We're getting ready. Right. We're like what's ready. going on? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we we kind of I mean, we've talked months, year, probably a year now. You know, we were talking about it before things have gotten, um, you know, what we're seeing now, even what's going on in Australia, around the world, um, a lot of people are feeling that urgency to, to prepare at the last minute. And I say, do your best. You know, Walmart, if you've noticed, if you've gone in any Walmarts, mm -hmm. I've no, noticed there, they have a, a prepper aisle. <laughs> I mean, I know they always had like a regular camping aisle, but mm -hmm. you see a lot more um, survival gear in those aisles now which i think is great and i think you know people get what you can if you can't get the best of course you want to get the best gear um for you know say a bug out bag that you're prepping if you can't get the best start at amazon um or walmart okay so then talking about the bug out bag so what are the things that you have i know you have your bug out bag for you your babies <laughs> Okay, so, but uh, uh, I mean, a basic Tell bug, out, a bag. bug out bag is what? What? Well, this yeah. explains to them what a bug out bag is and what what do you okay. put in it. Okay, your basic bug out bag is a bag that you can take, and it will every you have everything in it that you need to survive for at least let's say seventy two hours. Um, that's like a basic bug out bag you would have maybe um you know a tent something to keep you warm you want some fire starting material um whether it's flint or you know lighters um there's a lot of different um fire starting different um products out there just look into it um a sharp knife 
Uh, definitely want to have something to keep you warm, layers of clothing. I, I, I suggest wool socks, wool as much as you can, <laughs> wool everything if you can. Go to, you know, um, a Goodwill or Army Navy store and like, yeah, so basically that's what it is. It's, it's a bag where you want to have some essential items that'll allow you to be able to survive for 72 hours if need be. But for me, you know, I'm a, a little more advanced prepper. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. you know, I have stuff for about three months. You know, ideally you want to have, mm -hmm. you know, gear that can last you and you want to be able to carry everything. So being having everything compact um, is the best way. And honestly, Google, Google a bug out bag or, or bug out essentials list and, and you'll be able to find a lot of good items, necessary items that you'll need in your bag. Okay. Yeah. That's good to know. Because like I said, I, I'll be honest, I got some of the stuff. I got the combat boots. I got the knife, you know, I got the flashlight, um, the change of clothing, but I'm really trying to get the family on board to get it all. And, and I'm going to tell you something, sis, even before the pandemic and everything started, I was even on my family, like we need to keep coal in the house. We need to keep water. We need to keep the canned goods and different things in the house. Right. But um, we have to, we are a very reactive society instead of proactive. Yes. Everybody ran out and bought a bottle of toilet tissue. <laughs> We're a very reactive society. And, you know, they always think I'm crazy for thinking these things. But my thing is that things don't pop off until they do. The other thing mm -hmm. that I think about being in my neighborhood, remember, we're not communities like we used to be back in the day. Back exactly. In the, back in the day, you can go over to Miss Johnson's house and say, Miss Johnson, you know, I saw a man snooping around your house. And, and Miss Johnson would say, oh, thank you, Maxine. Thank you for letting me know. I remember I went to my neighbor's house. Her window was down and I just went to go tell her about it. And she saw me at the door and she says, I'm not home. And yeah. uh, which totally pissed me off. So then later she came out and I and I went to her and I said, listen, ma'am. I said, I would never come to your house unless it was something important. Important, right. We have to be community. We have to get back to being community. And that means making sure that, you know, we say we, we, we are the warrior women, but we always have to be the thinkers all the time. Um, yeah. We have to be the thinkers all the time. And I'm here in Los Angeles. And like I said, things can pop off at any moment. It could be quiet one minute. And the mm -hmm. next minute things can go down. How prepared am I? How prepared are we? Uh, honestly, and as you were talking and I was thinking of, you know, you saying you ran next door to the neighbor and she looked out like, what do you, you know, what do you want? <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I was going to say, and, and, and out of everything, you know, when it comes to prepping, you said you went to the neighbor, you know, knocked mm -hmm. on the door, she didn't answer the door. And when you think about that, you know, there is a, such a lack of community, you know, and among people, period, you know, there have been so many incidences where somebody will be being attacked, you know, and people will walk by because they're assuming someone else is going to call the police or something. And, you know, um, that's why I think it's important with all the pre preparedness, being self-sufficient where, you know, you don't have to rely on things um, that are manufactured or even, you know, I mean, we need to be able to rely on each other and people, but in the event 
say, you know, we are in the woods. You know, we do have to go now into the woods. I got three months of, of supplies, but that only lasts so long. You know, um, I might be robbed. Somebody might steal some of my goods. Mm -hmm. um, I think the best prepared preparedness, since we're talking about it, is connecting back to nature. I feel like us connecting back to the source in nature, it's going to help us to kind of expedite our ability to, to be more communal and be a better community. Because if you think about, you know, tribal people and, you know, um, indigenous people, what bonded them really was the earth, was mother nature, you know, and we, we're no longer that, you know, bonded through mother nature anymore. You know, people don't have a mutual respect for the earth. You know, you got one person who does, you got the next person who litters all over the ground. And so that, you know, um, I guess disparity in thinking, the contrast in thinking rather, um, it's, it's detaching us from what, what makes us human and being connected to the earth and nature connects us to each other. You know, they call it the circle of life. It's real. So, you know, and being prepared, I'm saying that, learn about herbs. Get you, I found an herb book at five and below. And I mean, it had pictures and everything of different plants that you can mm -hmm. use, different set, different trees that have different set for different purposes. Um, spending time back in nature, learning about edible plants, um, learning about natural water sources so that if everything runs out you know if you can't go to a neighbor like you you know you tried to you be able to survive in nature maybe with a sharp knife <laughs> and a tarp but you'd yeah, be able I've... to survive okay so and that sounds great sis and i appreciate you saying that now here's the flip side of this because we've got um, 70%. We, I had this interview about a, a, a couple of weeks ago that 70% of the household are just women, single mothers, right? And as we saw in ancient times, in the earlier times, we had warrior sisters who were out there fighting in the battlefield. Now, I know yeah. those women probably they had their husbands, they had their children and they were out here being in the battlefields and, and handling things. And I feel like in a lot of ways, even though black women have come so far, I think we're still a lot a far, so far removed at the same time when it when it comes to us being protected as a woman. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'll tell you. Um, yeah. Just the other week myself, um, I was walking down the road by myself and a pickup truck with a car full of, you know, white guys. They pulled up and they started honking on the horn and screaming, you and you black. And, you know, in that moment, you know, I felt confident in my ability because I had a firearm on me, a stun gun, a knife, <laughs> and, you know, my other stuff. But at the same time, um, yeah, we are women. You know, we're warrior women, but we're women. And we do still, you know, you feel afraid. You know, you have moments of feeling vulnerable and wishing you did, you know, have that protection. And that's 
that's something I think we're going to be, we're going to have to work through. Absolutely. And I went through the same thing. I had road rage like that. I was driving down the street and a car pulled in front of me. I had to stop. I, I was locked in. The next thing I know, a car came around on the side of me and um, the man started screaming at me. And then he pulled in front of me and stopped in front of me at, because what he wanted me to do was pull around. Right. Now, again, I like you, I was scared. Now I have my knife on me, but why does, but he saw that, and this is what you and I have in common right now. We were both women by ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, we were both women at a time by ourselves. I mean, I just dropped off my son. My husband was at home. You know, and here I was by myself and this man was willing to want to, I don't know what he wanted to do attack, to attack me. But I said, you know what, if he come over here, he's going to find out. But I didn't want it to get to that. Right. You're, putting me, you're putting me in a hole. You don't want to go there. Right. You don't want to go there unless you have to, because it's traumatizing. Because <laughs> I'm sure, like yourself, you think about, look, I got my baby. I just want to go home. At the end of the day, we just want to go home, right? We just want to go from exactly. point A to point B. And now we saw in 2020 with the civil unrest, how we had the thought of what could go down because they were, you know, saying that things were going to be shut down. We were going to have the food shortage. We saw that they were buying up the toilet paper and it was leaving us in a right. vulnerable position. And to me, I still don't think we're out of the woods. I just say we take, we took oh, a no. Right. It's a break. We took a little break. I said, do, and we took our eyes off the prize and we were so busy wanting to get back to normal. Let's get back to normal. Let's get back to having the parties. Let's get back. And, th and that's fine if that's what you want to do. But we have to work to be prepared. We are still the warriors. That has not changed for us. We have Correct. to be prepared. We have to be prepared. I say every every person, period. I mean, most gun folks know that the for home defense is a shotgun. There's mm -hmm. no reason every woman should not have a shotgun <laughs> in the closet. That's what grandma back slave time, she'd be in her rocking chair and she have a shotgun on her lap. That's you know? right. So we need to get back to those times. And if you can get a semi-automatic shot, shotgun, wonderful. <laughs> Now, let me ask you, and, and for the audience, thank you. You are listening to OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. If you'd like to call in and chime in on this conversation, please call us at 844-818-4433. We would really like to know your thoughts about what you think about um, firearms and carrying, and especially for women carrying, because even though I have a male in the house, you know, he doesn't condone having a firearm but what i so loved when i was around those brothers at that time was that it was about the protection it felt so good to feel protected yes yes it, it really it really did and honestly um salute salute to all the brothers that stood up i mean with pure intentions you know right. to <laughs> pure intentions so yeah good for you because you know it's not it's not easy for us. So when someone comes and stand in our honor, I can remember when I was in the second grade and there was this, this he was my friend and these two girls was picking on me in school. And he walked up to me and he said, 
what did those girls do to you? Did they, did they, are they messing with you? And I was like, yeah, because he saw he, I was crying. I said, yeah, they were uh -huh. messing with me. And he walked over there and he just put it on the <laughs> Bam, 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 bam. I could tell you as a grown old woman, that was the best protection I've had to this date. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this little kid, he just was like, and he didn't even think about it. He did. He just knew the defense. He just knew. No. It's a lot of our brothers like that. I mean, I'll speak up for the brothers. It's a lot. I'm, you know, born and raised in Philadelphia. So, you know, Philadelphia is a city of brotherly love. I know it's so much gun violence in that city. It's hard to believe, but it's some good people, good hearted people. When you really get to know Philly people at, you know, at the heart, we're good people. You know, we're loving people. We're passionate. We can be rowdy. <laughs> but, you know, we're people that, you know, we're real. We're going to keep it 100. So. That's right. So, so let me ask you, you know, Ari, what do you carry on you? Air. Air. <laughs> I'm used to calling it just, just like the air just you breathe. Air. Just the air. I should just say pretty rebel. I shouldn't even try that. You can say pretty rebel. That's fine. Okay, thank That's you. I love pretty pretty no. rebel because pretty rebel is the warrior. So pretty rebel. What is, what do you carry on you? What is a carrier for women that you would suggest that they have on them every day? Well, I'll tell you a little bit about my brand because i haven't had a chance to do that um i'm the owner of um pretty rebel things we specialize in self-defense items and tactical gear for women um we have a variety of different products i guess for me um every most lady shooters have a, a variety of different holsters um and that's fine you know you, you're not going to have just one style of holster you know, and, and that's okay. So my brand, um, I actually have a patent pending on a product that I designed myself mm, right. and it's called the figure bean. Mm. Nice. This is a, this is, um, a waist trainer gun holster. Unlike other, you know, waistband holsters you've probably seen, this one covers your entire abdomen. It also comes with a three row hook closure. So it's going to shrink with you. Nice. See that? Yep. Has the hooks there. So as you're shrinking, losing weight, it's going to shrink with you and you'll still be able to conceal carry. It has a universal right hand gun holster that fits most pistols. And then it has an additional pocket for um, your pocket knife. Here, I got a camera. Your pocket knife or um, whatever EDC you prefer, extra magazine. Yep. So for me, this is, of course, my favorite way to conceal carry. Nice. Um, and, and it's funny because one of my brand ambassadors, she actually um, pointed out she prefers, because she's a um, tactical trainer as well. She um, puts her gun right in here. She showed me how she wears hers and it'll just... Pop her gun right in there on her. It fits close to your body. And you can check my product out at prettyrebelthings.com. That's just one of the items that, well, that's our main signature product, um, exclusively designed and sold um, by my company. Okay. And I also saw you have other items, like you have the pepper spray. You've I got do, like I do. knuckle type things. 
Yes, because you know the thing is, um, your firearm, of course, is your go-to. If you can get licensed to carry a firearm and get trained, great. But I feel like even if you are um, carrying a firearm, you do want to have a knife. And I feel like it's different levels of, um, you know, self-defense go-to items because you might not necessarily need a gun. Of course, you know, peace be still. <laughs> that peace is going to, you know, that's the, the, the equalizer for real, for real. But, um, you know, in case, you know, you you don't have your gun or it's a situation where you don't want to draw your gun, there's other items you can use. And one of the items that we also sell on our site, this is the Predator Stun Gun. Ooh. This has a 75 million um, volt power. So this is a flashlight stun gun as well. Nice. So, yep. <laughs> That's oh, a so strobe First and blind them and then just... Blind zzz. them and then shock the hell out of them. There you go. Ooh, <laughs> I felt that right here in California. I felt that out here. <laughs> and I recommend if anybody's interested in this, pro this product, this is priced for $40. This... You see those prongs? I don't know if you can see that. Let me okay. try to get... Do you see those prongs on there? Can you see yes, that? Yes, I do. Yes. Okay. So it's it's metal all around here. And you want to take this and aim it at the face or neck. Mm. <laughs> you know, and so this can definitely um, buy you some time. Because it's really all about buying yourself time to get away. Right. You know? right. Okay. None of us want to really have to go hand-to-hand combat, whatever. You're really trying to get yourself out of the situation. So that's one product um, I sell. also sell a, a lipstick stun gun. And it's pretty much just a smaller stun gun. But it's very cute. A lot of the ladies like this. Slimline. And again, it's a flashlight. What? And ah. a stunner. Yeah. I like both of them. So you can take that in the club when you know how they search your purse. Mm -hmm. And that one you can take in, in there with you. No, I'm not going to say that. You don't want to take that in the club because that big six foot five bouncer is going to throw you or drag you out. So no, you probably don't okay, want to bring the club. Yeah, right, you probably out and about. about. Let's, okay. I'm if you're out. out and about, definitely, definitely want to have okay. something like that. Then I sell a slew of different pocket knives. Um, these are throwing knives, stainless steel throwing knives, a set of three. That's always fun. Also, it's really good for like hand-eye coordination. Mm -hmm. Um you know, practicing your throw. So yeah, so those are just some of the products that I sell. Also, I have some apparel items, pretty rebel face mask. <laughs> nice. So yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Thank Eric, you. I'm impressed because, you know, watching you come up and do what you're doing, you know, and, and being a young person, being so ambitious, I was like, how does she do it all? How does she have a career, a business, two babies, and and still? You know, you know, we're women. We do what we have to do. I'm sorry. Another one of my products. I shoot like a queen. The tea. <laughs> yep, that's also on the website. And with my brand, um, I just want everybody to know we have a heart for autism. Both of my children um, are diagnosed with autism, oh, and so. Okay. 
there's a mission within the mission. So um, another mission that I have within Pretty Rebel Things, Brandon, is um, to give back for research for autism. Check out my little cup here. Oh, I like I'm that. Yes. Whenever you buy anything from prettyrebelthings.com, 10% of your purchase is donated to Autism Speaks. I'm actually in the process of working on my own um, nonprofit, you know, for, for to help, honestly, to help African-American children with autism. I think that's beautiful. I think that's really beautiful. Thank and the you. fact that you do it and you just, you don't make, I, I know what you go through in the background, but uh, up front, you know, you're handling it. And we're all, all out here just trying to, to make our life, make our goals, make our dreams. And, and it's funny because we are, but at the same time, it's like this duality because you're like planning and pursuing your dreams, but you're preparing for imminent destruction in the end. <laughs> I know that's it. The bittersweet, uh-huh. It here. just is the truth, you know. We're under an NWO, but I, I digress. <laughs> Here's what I want to add to that, and this is my plan of action. What I think when it comes to protection and warriors and being sisters and all of that, um, ultimately, because we never really got to have a thought out plan. But in we're all over the globe. I'm, I'm in California. A lot of my people are on the East Coast. We need to have a plan of action that when things go down, that we can be able to connect with one another yeah, and be able to guide each other through. Because at the end of the day, sis, when it really comes down to it, you know, and things go down, all the all that stuff goes out of the window. Yes. And so and, and we're and we may get to a point where I, I don't mean to scare anyone, but we where we can't even leave our homes. Right. In the event or we can't leave into a FEMA camp. Oh, you say martial law. You know, we may be, yeah, we don't know. And so we got to be able to say, okay, be accountable to each other. That's where, to me, I feel the unity comes in. We should know, everybody should be in contact, even if it's in small groups. I know we have a hard time um, unifying on a large scale, but that's okay. We can do it in smaller numbers. So honestly, I, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, could y'all sis? I really think at this point, it really boils down to who has the land. We need we need someone to purchase a good 90 acres of land or more, and just say, RBG. You know, people, if you're ready to build, come with your RV come with your tent and come with a mind to build, you know, and if you come there and you want some of that nonsense, you're out, you know, right. and I feel like us, you know, of like-minded, like you and myself and, you know, we, we're, we've been connected to a slew of people who think like us, you know, who are into prepping and, and into, you know, um, black liberation and, and, and just building, um, I think we we could have a common we could a black code, you know, a common code that right. we stick to on that land. It would be as simple as that. But I think sometimes we do more talking and disagreeing and arguing instead of just doing. Just buy the land. Let's extend the invitation. We'll we'll deal with it as we move it. You know, um, they don't want to hear that. No. 
It's a good, it's a good conversation though. And you have some people on, on certain levels, um, purchasing land, but that's a different type of land. um, Land for other to grow agriculture. That's one part of it. But I, yeah, but what we're talking, what you're talking about, what we're talking about is land, a place that we can go and lay our state. We can go. go. Cause I will go. You know, I'm just saying, and, and I'm, I feel like it's a lot of us women who we're, we're saying the same thing. We're saying, where can we go? Where can we take the kids and we can build a foundation so they're safe while the other warriors do what they got to do? You know, so, you know, a lot of us warrior women, we talk like this. Um, we talk about, you know, getting the land and unifying and, and ready to build, you know, nation build. But I know we don't have enough time in this hour for, for that. <laughs> no, that's a part two conversation. But like I said, right. it's a good talk. And it's really just about right now making people aware. And is and why we call it, why I call it the warrior women is <clears throat> because the, the women at the end of the day, we are so, we are the forefront and we are the thinkers for the most part that we have to be the doers. We don't have time yes, to sit around and just talk. We have to have plan of action. You know why? Because when we sit around and talk too much, it's too. it gives too much time for ego. It's too much time for, for ego to, to get, in, get involved. So I think when, you know, you have a concrete idea, you know, the resources there, one plus one is two. You know, let's keep it as simple as that. Leave the ego out of it. Leave all the extra out of it and just do the work, you know, to, to get things going. And, you know, we're, we're us. I think us women, we really do have. You, I, honestly, we're at, it's at a point we have to kind of leave the lead the conversation and even lead the action. It's getting to that point. And I just I mean, I, I, I would I would not. I have to mention one of my favorite warrior queens. Who's it that? wouldn't be right if we do not mention Ya'a, Ya'a Asantewa. Mm. Um, yes, yes. She actually was a queen of Ghana. And mm. she was the last queen um, right before they were colonized. And what she did, she basically said, hey, we need to fight. We need to try to keep these colonizers from taking over. And the men cowered. They did, they, you know, they were ready to just, you know, um, recede and, and, and give up the land and, you know, give the power to the colonizers. But she said, no, we're going to fight. And so her, you know, she rose up and she led some brave men with her and she fought off those colonizers for, for a, a good amount of time, um, kept them from, from taking over. You know, eventually they did, you know, she ended up having to um, work with them you know, of course, you know, how, how that goes, we won't go on to that, but yeah, but she definitely was a brave woman. It's funny because that nickname was given to me at some point, Asantewa. And so, yeah, she's one of my favorites. I can see her in you. I know, absolutely. Absolutely. I see her in you. A very powerful woman. And the thing is, she wasn't a young, a young queen. She was like well in her fifties, I believe. Mm. You know, 
Yeah, she was in her 50s, maybe even early 60s. She wasn't a young queen. Like, she wasn't a young warrior queen. She was, you know, a, a, a beautifully matured um, warrior queen. And, and she stood up, you know. And so definitely it's a, it's a lot of warrior queens out there. And, and what we need to do is it needs to be, you know, not so much about the look of being a warrior. You know, anybody can get a gun and take a picture. Right. There you anybody go. can, you know, anybody can do that. But the question is, what are you willing to die for? And that's the mm. true sign of, of that is right. Of a warrior. You know, are you what are you willing to die for? Are you really willing to step up and put your life on the line? You know, and so I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up because during that time I heard myself say out loud, say out loud, I am willing to die. When you, you know say me words, I know. <laughs> but when you say those words, it feels like a jitter in you because you think if I'm going to leave this earth, I should die for something. Right. Why not it be for my family and my people? Mm -hmm. If I'm going to go down, go down fighting. And a yeah. lot of us are so afraid. We just want to keep the peace. But we've done that so long. Right. We've been keeping the peace and marching and going on top of the Capitol Hill and doing all these different things. And it doesn't mean anything anymore. We have to show, and I'm not saying it has to be violence. That's not what I'm saying all the time, but there are plans of action. There are things that we can put in place to let them know that we are serious. Like and one of those things would be a big purchase of land and an open call, maybe whether we got to interview people, whatever, that would say something. You know, yeah, that would, would say something, you know, because I, I know I would surely have my stuff packed up and my RV ready to go, you know, and, and uh, but I don't know. We'll but see. we're having a conversation and it's a start, sis. It is a start. Now, let me ask you another question. Who in your family or is anyone like you that's warrior like you? Where does that drive come from? My mother. My mother actually, um, she was very closely working with and supportive of the Black Panther Party oh. growing up. So I grew, I grew up, you know, very um, militant. I'm just saying what it is. Um, you know, learning a lot about history, very Afrocentric. Reading Anthony Browder, um, Francis Cross Welsing, um, Ivan Van Sertima, um, many different authors from a, authors from a young age, you know, because my mother was very much into, you know, Black liberation. So that, you know, and I think honestly, I, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I think it's a spirit in me. My last name is Kamal. I was born Kamal. Yeah. And, and Swahili, if you know, if you know, you know, it's Swahili is Kamal. If you know, it means quiet warrior. And, um, yes. you know, that's just my born name. So it's just like, I feel like some of us have been called and chosen to, you know, stand up. Yeah. I think that's so amazing that you see, that's what I'm talking about. You had someone that gave you that boldness, that presence. You say what's on yeah, your my mind. mind. Yeah. And, yeah. You're about, and you're about that action and about handling yeah. your business at the same time. And I believe it's not about the talk. It's about the walk. 
how you walk that walk. Yeah. You can talk that talk, but it's how you walk it, how you live your life. And still, will you answer the call? Will yes. you answer the call? Right. Will you answer you know, the call? Because we can all say, now, this, you know how we go as black folks. I'll whoop her ass. I'll do this. Don't say that unless you mean it. I mean, I'm serious. I, that's how I feel. Don't say those things unless you actually mean it. And I don't want to hear that from one sister to another. That it, part it, that, it never impresses me. I no, like one neither. thing that I do want to say in this call, us sisters, we have to do better loving each other. You know, we have to do a lot better loving each other because we are the glue that holds the black family together. And if we're backbiting and catty and, and I mean, jealous over nothing, you know, if we continue to tear each other down and competing with crabs in a barrel, we can't work together because we're too jealous and we're envying and um, we're not going, we're not going to get anywhere because like I said, we are the glue that holds the family together as the women. So I implore, you know, I challenge even myself, any other woman out there, greet another sister, give her a hug, give her a compliment. Yes. You know, say something kind, you know, don't be so quick to, you know, rolling your eyes and thinking that she's thinking something negative about you. And, and, and I even have to tell myself that, you know, I grew up in Philly, I'm a Philly joint. So <laughs> Philly, you know, somebody looking at you a little too long, you like, hold up, what's the problem? Oh, right. <laughs> but I'm learning, you know, growing and maturing, that person might be admiring you and that has happened, you know, where somebody's looking and the woman's like, oh, where's, I was wondering where you got that hair from. Where, so you gotta, we gotta be, we have to be a lot more um, just uh, sympathetic to each other as women, yes. you know? Um, give sister the benefit of the doubt. It may be her time of the month, you know? Like, don't be so quick to, to, to jump and ready to fight. Yeah, you absolutely, know? absolutely. And I've always been about sisterhood. Even though I've gotten it, I've gotten the bad deal of it for, for so long. But I Trust still me, believe I in that, you know as well. I, I but I still believe in that unity, and just like you said, and this is why I always like to uh, preach about self love, sis, because I find that we're not internalizing and dealing with a lot of things that's inside of ourselves. The person yes. right next door could be in arm's reach; that could be a blessing to you, but we yeah. block that because we are, like you said, we're so guarded. We've been mm -hmm. so hurt in the past. We've been yeah. so scarred and now we cannot trust. But I say it's no excuse because let Mr. Prince Charming come in. All that, all those standards go away and we'll let him get away with everything. So if you can give that. Yeah, it's really, we're, we're. Mm -hmm. Go, go ahead, sis. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I say, so if we can shut it no, on that, then there is no excuse right. why we cannot forgive our sister. And come to her in love and say, sis, you know what? I was wrong. It's okay. It's the simple words. I'm telling you two words or three words. I was wrong. Yeah. I'm sorry. I apologize. Can we have a conversation? It's simple. simple. But you know what? It's so simple. But you know something that I always say? Um, and it's a song. It's called Fear is Easy, Love is Hard. But I say... Mm -hmm. 
hate is easy. Love is hard. Yes. You know, it's it's easy to cut somebody off and not answer their call. It's easy to not have that conversation. It's easy not. It's easier to cut them off and not have to have the hard conversations than really love them enough to say, "I got beef with you. We need to talk because yeah. I love you, but I don't. I don't like this, this, and that. We don't. We're, we're not. It's like we're not able to do it. You know, we we're. It's easier for us to just hate and walk in that hate. And so, um, as much as I am into firearms and self defense and kick ass <laughs> everything, um, I have a big heart. You know, at my that's all for you know the Absolutely. enemy war time. But as far as my people, I'm all about community love us uplifting each other ourselves and um elevating elevate your mind get out there we go well sis i thank you so much so much for coming on here today no thank you for the opportunity yes thank you absolutely and please let the audience know where they can go to get your products Definitely. Okay, so you can follow me. I'm on Instagram as Self Defense Gear. Um, you can also shop online at PrettyRebelThings.com. Also, I want to make known a one-stop gun shop right in Chester, PA. It's called Surplus Armay. Um, you can find my products in there. The waist trainer is there. Um, a variety of different firearms. I mean, when I say one-stop shop, you can go in there. Um, you'll get uh, from basic pistol training all the way up to tactical rifle training, any type of, of firearm training for men, women, come. It's black owned right in Chester, um, 1101B Elsinore Place, right in Chester. So that's my info. Okay. Well, that's the, thank you so much for that. And thank you for letting the audience know and for your local community know, so they can come and shop. If they need to drive over to your state, then they have a black owned. Uh, yes. Well. Black owned PA. Yep. Surplus Army. Okay. Thank you so much for that, sis. And you have a wonderful evening. Listen, we just want to thank uh, Cindy Ashby, the super producer again, for making this all pa uh, possible. Love her dearly. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And sis, yes. we will be joining and meeting again. It was yes. a wonderful yes. pleasure. Yes. I'm so glad we made this happen. And thank you for educating Definitely. the sisters. And on that note, I just want sisters to know that you are warriors. It is, yes, in you are. It is your birthright. Love on one another and let's unify and mm -hmm. let's build. Let's build together. Let's get firearm trained. And get firearm <laughs> trained. <laughs> yes. Okay. So if you want to know more about that, you can also connect with me. Like I said, Sister a Pretty Rebel, she gave her information. And you can connect with her and she'll tell you where to go. But please go shop at prettyrebelthings.com. And on that note, I'll say good night to all. Have a wonderful um, evening. Peace. Thank you. Look it up. Individual. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Diane. Cindy Ashby On the wake up. Hi, I'm Maxine from Ministry and Wellness, your health and wellness advocate. 
Are you having problems relaxing? Maybe feeling a little stressed? You are not alone, but I've got the solution for you. Go to ministryandwellness.com for your alternative solutions to comfort or call me at area code 855-200-2774 to book your free consultation. No question is too small and don't be shy. I'm here to help and look forward to speaking with you. How to sign up for OTWT. Type in OTWTube in your browser. It will bring up the home page. Then you click the little man with the plus sign to open up an account. Use your best email, select a username, and then enter a good secure password. Now you're at the home page. Click the key to log in to your account using your password with your username. Now search in the search bar for OTW2, which is the page we're going to subscribe to. Click subscribe, click add as friend, as well as click where the videos are. Click on a video to view, like that video, as well as comment. And your exercise is done. Thank you for your support.